Linux Games Podcast. The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam. Brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux. And beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of a where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scoogie Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course. Features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals. Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the next game on, bitches! Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to episode number 456. That's 456 of what? What what shows? It's, uh... Best Linux Games Podcast! Being recorded for you on this Friday, the 4th of August, 2023, at 1750... Oh, 1800... 1800 hours. 6 o'clock, left coast, coast of the most, crack engineer. I will Molina over that. Mm. Alan Rickman is also here. Because it does hurt more, you idiot. Terrible Alan Rickman, right, Ivor? Thank you, he's holding up the whiskey sign. That means... Oh, boy. Mmm! We have a short show for you this week, which I'm sure that you are... Uh, hopefully, it's a short show, right, Ivor? Oh, we'll get the case, won't we, Gregor? Anyway, that would make it, of course, for our, our sequel friends, 2023 uh, 0804. Um, yeah, shit, open up. God damn it. I just rebooted my app. Okay, so we're scrapping in its entirety this week's show rundown. I want to talk about traffic, uh, about um, Tracker Miner. Which everyone, like, always, you know, blah, blah, but, like, man, I've been having fucking problems with Tracker Miner, and it's, like, not respecting anything, like, it will not fucking play nice at all, it is, like, out of control on my system, it, like, draining all my CPU, it's driving me nuts, I mean, like, I, I, I found ways around it, but I wanted to talk about that at length, but we don't have time this week, because we gotta, we gotta go back, we gotta go back to the future, Marty. Um, Twitter this week became X, and I finally acceded to Elon Musk's personal demand that I fucking delete my tweet about 
how Elon Musk is like the biggest fucking moron on the face of the planet. Um, but so <laughs> I acceded to his demand that I I delete a tweet that <laughs> ridiculous. I deleted it because I wanted to see how you know what was going on on X, and X is fucking catastrophic. And it kills me to see one fucking dickless idiot destroy an entire platform. Literally, not even... Fuck, he doesn't even know it, but it's not even out of ego. It's out of just the fact that he's a fucking moron. And, you know, all these people are like, oh yeah, whatever, Twitter, who cares? It's just Twitter, you know, blah, blah. Well, I... If you want to fucking market your art, you need Twitter. You know, you can't use... I mean, you can use Facebook, but, like, you need Twitter. You want to meet, like, the best technical minds. You needed Twitter. You want to meet really good artists. Let's say you're a working artist. You needed Twitter. I don't see anything else that's coming up that's going to actually replace Twitter and like I mean Twitter is on a death clock now uh, I, I'm i sorry I meant X X is now like I'm serious like it is it's going to fall over and crack up on the fucking pavement you know and, and oh my god it, it is just amazing you know and 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 also, it's an important thing because it was also a great way to get in touch directly with um, really experienced Linux users, really experienced Linux developers, um, and also like you know celebrities and stuff like that. Like, I mean, it was it was amazing. Like, you know, sure, maybe they don't ever read your tweet, but lots of times they do. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's sad. It's sad. Uh, the guy, uh, uh, Dr. Mr. Cody from Some More News equated it to, uh, the least funny comedian buys the comedy club. But as, obviously, he's just the least funniest comedian, even though everyone, he pays everyone to tell him that he's such a fucking genius. And then he just gets on the mic and, how long do you think that takes for it to destroy the entire platform? And so all these people are being flippant about, like, the death of Twitter. Yeah, you know, you're a fucking idiot, too, man. Like, seriously, like, you know, I'm not emotionally attached to this anymore, but it, it was one of the best platforms. In fact, it was the best way to get a hold of me. Um, like, you know, if you didn't know my phone number. The best way to get a hold of me was to find me on Twitter, friend me on Twitter, and hit me up with a DM. And like, I see that all the time because it cut through the cruft and it provided a, 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 permeous, a permeable membrane for uh, public interaction, mm. discovery and discourse that I I found in, incredibly valuable made so many friends on Twitter it's just it's it's funny to watch all these people just flippantly disregard like oh yeah no Twitter's gone like and I mean well that is a fact Twitter's gone it's now X which is much better so yeah like um I'm gonna repost my thing about Elon word for word and see if he bans me personally again um cause that fucking service is dead I have no idea what we're gonna do also in our top stories of primary importance the biggest top story of the week as I'm sure you all know is that the website is still down and why are these people fucking messaging me when I tell them I can't talk anymore. Okay. 
God damn it, and I, ha- I have the show notes on the fucking iPad. All right, so we're already like fucking 15 minutes too long, and it's only 10 minutes into the show. And I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. The website is still down. And, uh, yeah, uh, in the marginalia of my life, in the fleeting moments between uh, getting high and answering all the phone calls in my life, uh, I've been working on the website. It's not forgotten. It will come back. I will bring it back, but um, I have other things that are more pressing concern at the moment, and very little money to handle the pressing concern of the website. And so we're like on sound. We're on SoundCloud. I'm sure SoundCloud. I'm sure you all are aware of that. Um, so like all of our G Potter, all the all the all the podcatchers in the world the free and open source podcatchers in the world I don't know if they can really do SoundCloud I don't think they can at all but it's been a while since they set that up for the website but anyway we're on SoundCloud right now everything will come back and hopefully it'll be better than ever I need money that's a different story that does not concern you so Let's see. Uh, yeah, so that was the biggest story of the week, me working on the website. And, um, oh, our feature this week is, I'm calling it just like Embrace Madness. Um, it's just my first impressions of playing Ratchet and Clank versus, it's not a review of either of these games. God damn it! Dude, it's fucking, I need a new phone. Um, so yeah, those were the two, three biggest stories of the week. Um, well, three, three biggest stories of the week. Uh, the website, oh, four, Tracker Miner, which is not a malevolent thing, but like, man, (laughs) I don't even know why it's built into Mint. It's supposed to be a Gnome thing. Like, Mint doesn't even have, like, a... <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, so, website, Tracker Miner, um... Yeah. Yeah, those were... That's all... Oh, wait! There's something else! Donald Trump got indicted yesterday for January 6th, trying to incite... Well, he was not indicted for trying to incite an insurrection. Like, I'm not even entirely sure what the specifics of the crimes for which he was indicted were they're January 6th related and oh my god if justice delayed is justice denied good job Merrick Garland cause like what do we have now there is no fucking way even if this guy gets convicted which he should be that this will ever conclude before the next election. So what you have is you have whoever the fuck else is running for president, and then you have one other guy, and that one other guy is Donald Trump. And Donald Trump is not running to run the country. Donald Trump is running to escape from jail. It is insane that this is happening two and a half years later after January 6th, but it, you know it did fill me with it didn't fill me, but it, it did give me some hope that maybe there might be a way for us to escape this motherfucker because he's gonna, if he gets power again, he's gonna pardon himself and you know, who knows what's gonna happen with whatever next president maybe they'll pardon him too, like I mean they'll be like fucking Jesus Christ, they'll be like Richard Nixon all over again maybe, hopefully not because I think in this case this guy needs to face some fucking justice for January 6th I mean everything else he should be convicted of already I mean fucking Mar-a-Lago, fucking document shit you know blah 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 Um, so it was somewhat satisfying to see that but it was also kind of super depressing to see it two and a half years later like Mayor Garland, oh what 
It took you two. It took you two years to decide to appoint a special counsel or whatever. Fucking investigate January sixth and Trump. Jack Smith guy is like fucking. You know he's he's burning through the night. One hundred degrees. That's why they call him Mr. Fahrenheit. Anyway, traveling to the speed of light. But like, what the fuck, man? Like all the damage. The two and a half years. Of just letting him, like, fucking, you know, go scot-free and wander in the wild. And they're also saying that they could charge another 1,500 people of the actual uh, low-level, you know, the actual thugs, actual fucking scumbags and shitheads who fucking tried to fucking... It wasn't just over... I love this expression, overthrow an election. No, it was to overthrow the fucking country. We're a representational democracy. We rely on elections. The hallmark, the crown jewel of American democracy has always been the peaceful transfer of power. We didn't have that this time and no one got fucking punished. Um, And it looks like the statute of limitations on a lot of the ongoing investigations of the other 1,500 motherfuckers that the FBI is, they've never been so swarmed yeah, start with the bottom up how about you start with turning on the fucking TV from January 6th I watched it all that whole fucking day, everyone else saw it too yeah Mayor Garland, you're telling me you can't fucking move, you can't move on that, you can start bottom up like what Reminds me of that scene from Johnny Dangerously where Dane DeVito gets Johnny Dangerously's kid brother into the DA's office and the kid has got wants to make a case against Johnny Dangerously, who he does not know is his brother. And he's like, I have the murder weapons. I have the machine gun that you used. I have fucking blood samples. Eyewitness accounts. I have affidavits. I have police testimony. I have fingerprints. I have hair samples. I have fucking audio recordings. I have video of it. No. Kid, he'll never hold up in court. It's flimsy. Why aren't you ease into the job? That's what it fucking reminded me of. And so that... But... Hey, it's Jesus. I mean, this is where we are in America. You want to call us a serious country and this is where we are. And the fucking damage that this motherfucker has done to our democracy over the intervening two and a half years is incalculable. And I don't know for reals, but I really want to say my gut feeling is it's irreversible. Um, so good job, Merrick Garland. You get a fucking cookie. Took you two years to appoint Jack Smith as special counsel and fucking um it's just unbelievable. It's unfucking believable. Um, but it was in the immortal words of uh uh Bertolt Brecht. So pursue pursue but do not too eagerly enjoy. Um, that's how I felt yesterday. And I watched all the coverage. Some shit, man. Some shit. That is some shit. Alright, let's talk about Linux gaming, and then we'll get out of here. We got like, 10 minutes, right? Actually, we do have about 20 minutes, 15 minutes. So, based on with the features, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's just do the feature. Oh, okay, but before we do the feature, here here here's a couple of things that are new and noteworthy. Not necessarily titles. Payday three right now, which is, I like. Payday two quite a bit. I think Payday two um, is a much more um, entertaining after fucking Valve broke Counter Strike um, with CS:GO. Uh, and I don't know why everyone fucking keeps fucking trying to friend me for fucking CSGO. It's like, I, I'm gonna... I'm sure everyone else has the same fucking problem, but like every other fucking day, at least once a week, for like the last five years, I don't play CSGO. 
Do not ask me to play CSGO with you. Do not fucking, I mean, you know, it's, I know this is not a me thing. This is like everyone is probably getting spam with these motherfuckers. But it's been five fucking years. We can't figure that out. We can't solve that. We can't lock it down. Anyway. Um, if you go to the Steam Store page for Payday 3, which is coming out next month, September 29th, Right now, they have a joinable. You have to like click on the link on the store page um, to request access to this technical beta that they have going on. Mine just came through at like fucking uh, eighteen hundred hours, like or, uh, 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 seventeen hundred hours, like an hour ago for me. So I haven't had a chance to play it yet. But I'm very excited about that. The other game that I'm also very excited about, ironically enough, is a From Software game. Uh, it's coming out at the end of this month. That would be a sequel that I've waited, like... Really waited 20 years for a proper sequel to Armored Core 2. Well, Armored Core 6, which is one of the biggest trailers that I saw from the Steam Awards that really pumped my nads it's coming out in three weeks I really hope they don't fuck it up if they the visuals in this game and the video that I've seen of it look just astonishing but don't fuck around with the Payday 3 beta Uh, later on tonight I'll be back here and I'll be I'll be back. Oh, we'll get the fucking case, won't we, Gregor? I'll be back here later tonight, and I will be or attempting to play Payday 3 in the technical beta. It took him like a... I think I I asked, like, I clicked the, like, I want to do the beta with you guys button. And that's free. Um... It took him like two hours before it popped up in my library. You should do the same as soon as you hear as soon as you hear the sound of my voice. <gasps> Alright, so <gasps> our feature Embrace Madness begins now. Oh my god, it's Bolivians. Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scooky. Alright, so. Our feature this week, Embrace Madness. It's, it's a very unusual thing, but it's two games that I'm not ready... I'm not ready to fucking review Star Wars Jedi Survivor yet. Suffice it to say that I am not a super fan of that game. For numerous reasons. The map is incredibly difficult to, you know... The, the way the game is structured is... friend of the show, Jeff Jeffrey Wise agrees with me on this central thing. I mean, we both he and I were major Star Wars fans. That's not what the... That's the subtopic of this, but we gotta lead in with it. Because everyone in the sound of my voice who's like a real gamer knows this feeling. Anyone who's ever been a journalist, ever been a game critic, absolutely knows this feeling. Also, far too many people who have waited for a game, especially younger people, to come out and it seems like a thousand years when you're a kid. I remember... um, Anyway. We all know this feeling. I was supposed to have beaten this game by this week. This was supposed to be our review. Don't worry, the review is coming and it will be comprehensive. I dread having to play this game. That's how much I dislike it. It is absolutely visually stunning. 
It's Star Wars. The best analogy I can give you is I got these waffles. Like literally frozen toaster waffles. They're called power waffles. I got them from Albertsons. And like they said like honey coated and stuff, like you know, like whole grain honey coated. And I like whole grain waffles. I love all waffles. It's I own a waffle iron, okay? I've made literally once a long time ago, Webster came home. I had made fucking 80 waffles. I love waffles. Same way that I love Star Wars. These power waffles, I can't remember the name of the fuck. It's a fucking brand. Like, they were like $10. They were like, they were more expensive than Eggos, I think. These waffles are absolutely disgusting. They're the same shape as a waffle. You know, like any num- any normal toaster waffle, whatever. They look like a whole grain waffle. They have like a patina of like honey flavor that is kind of okay. The second after you take a bite, after your second chew, you realize that it tastes like you're eating dirt. As much as you love waffles, it's going to be difficult to... I'm seriously thinking about throwing away this box. I got like eight waffles in there. I've had three, so I got like five waffles left. I hate throwing away food. I'm going to fucking throw them away. Literally. Uncooked. Fuck them. That's kind of where I am with Star Wars Jedi Jedi Survivor. And the way I described it to Jeff, and I asked it this in perfectly open-ended fashion. I'm like, Jeff, you know how, like, when you play Jedi Survivor, if you could imagine literally looking at you, the human player, in, like, you know, astral-projected third person, looking down on yourself, you know how, like, 90% of the time you're scowling? What if that was a superpower? Like, to be really frustrated with a game on every fucking level and basis other than the graphics. What if that was a superpower? The superpower for the purposes of this discussion being makes you unhappy. Literally puts a scowl on your face. It's a very, it's going to be a very complex game to review because I have many complicated, I got many feelings and many critical points that are just like, man, I don't know what the fuck they did. So let's call that like, you know, the super negative power, okay? It's like makes you scowl and makes you, it makes you look at the clock, to be honest. You're like, oh, well, okay, I could be doing other things in this. It's like a bad movie. It's not a terrible movie, but it's a bad movie, and it's a long one. It's like 30 hours long. And it's frustrating, and it requires your constant participation and interaction. What if there was an opposite of that? So they did a a study um, I can't, uh, it's like, oh Christ, I can't remember. It's like 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Who knows? They did a study correlate, and this is, you know, it correlation does not necessarily equal causation, and one sole data point in terms of correlative studies does not in any way lead to conclusive results, but there have been other studies that also back this up. My favorite study was on if you smile more, even if you fake it, you will live longer. And one of the data points for this, and for actually the sole data point for this in this study, which is a simple correlative study, they took well, where are we going to find, like, you know, 
people who we can track, like who we can easily fucking know for a fact how long they lived or, you know, whatever. They decided to, and, and also know what they look like when they smile. They took baseball cards. Bam. 50s, 60s, and 70s, I think, were the baseball cards. And there's other studies that back them. There's tons of, you know, real, actual clinical data that shows if you smile more, even if you don't mean it, you live longer. People who smiled on their baseball cards lived appreciably longer than those who did not smile on their baseball cards. I know that's a very... You look it up. You know, I'm not I'm not here to go through the fucking scientific rigor of the baseball card smiling study. Um, but seriously, look it up. And I think everyone kind of has heard of other studies like this, you know, like the Hindi laughing, Hindu laughing, um, studies, which is great. Like, I mean, yeah, laughing is awesome, but really the thing that amazed me was the smiling thing. So I am constantly aware. I don't smile that often, especially not in the last 15, 18 years. No, honestly, I don't. And I am very conscious of what my face is doing at all times I'm not even kidding because like I, I don't I, I never come across to people unless like I'm paying attention to being demonstrably the thing that needs to be you know it's straight up sociopathology some say I've taken tests I'm not a sociopath nor am I a psychopath I kill for absolutely no reason whatsoever no, I'm kidding um I don't kill for money. I don't kill for. Ah, I just. I don't even like it. <laughs> I'm a not. We are nihilist Rabowski. So, I don't kill anybody, and you shouldn't kill anybody either. And you know, blah. But I've taken. I literally have taken tests recently because I'm like, yeah. Anyway, so I'm always aware of what my face is fucking doing, and I'm always trying, whether I'm around other people or not to smile more and it's been going on for like 8 years and it's it's been rough rough sailing so I'm always aware of what my face is doing the amount of involuntary smiles that cross my face I don't know the exact number I mean I, I'm always I'm tr- I've been trying to like inculcate it into my brain as like an autonomous nervous reaction to any fucking stimulus. Like it's just like smile. Like, you know, like if I'm if I'm getting frustrated, I always try to remember to smile. If anything, any like, you know, sit rep that my brain sends to my brain about my brain, I always try to smile. Especially if there are no people around. It's very rare that like uh like right now I'm involuntarily smiling. I um, partially involuntarily. Um, Ratchet and Clank, a rift apart, is a very similar game to Jedi Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Of course, one's made for kids; the other one is made for you know young adults and adults and. And Arrested Development, uh, fucking, you know, perpetual adolescent adult people who, like, cover video games or whatever. One is in, one is based off of a franchise that I absolutely, you know, love. Even though the last three movies they made were, like, literally getting kicked in the balls while watching the world watch the love of my life get fucked by any other guy but me. That's that's episode nine. It's exactly how that movie feels. I, I we don't talk about it, okay? We don't talk about Ravenholm. The other game, which is the same style of game, it's a three D third person 
adventure RP, light RPG platformer with a very strong focus on story and narrative elements, action crucial, leveling up, gathering equipment, making decisions about the type of equipment you, you know you have and use, and both have some of the most amazing graphics of any video game I've ever played in my entire fucking life. Again, this is not a review. Let's talk about Ratchet and Clank, A Rift Apart. It has the opposite power of Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which is a game I dread playing. I want to be playing Ratchet and Clank right now. Four times just yesterday, or between yesterday and today, I've been not I've not been having the most laughs in my life lately. Um, you know, like, it's not been the super best time for me. Um, you know what I mean? It's just, I'm sure for lots of other people, too. But, uh, yeah, I'm going through a rough patch, you know? Fucking turned 43, and, you know, my life is not what I expected it would be. Um, oh, well. Um, four times. I am playing this game Ratchet and Clank, and I'm just like, holy shit, I'm smiling. It's like Ebenezer Scrooge, kind of, if you think about, like, A Christmas Carol at the end, where, what day is it, boy? Christmas Day, sir! Oh, this is that goose! Yeah, you know, like, oh my god, I am involuntarily smiling. I mean, like, you know, if you're happy and you know it, that's one thing, you can clap your hands, but if you're happy and you don't know it, you find yourself smiling. Ratchet and Clank are rift apart. It's very expensive. It's a $60 game. It's it's an instant classic, I want to say. My biggest fear is that it'll be over too soon. Because I, 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 it says I got like four hours in the game. One of those hours was from at least one of those, one maybe one and a quarter of those hours from fucking trying to get it to work, which is what we'll cover next. It's it's not an easy game to work to get working on Linux, and it does have pretty steep system requirements. Um. But they're nowhere near as extreme as as uh like I, anyway, it, it's just a difficult game to get working, and I, I'll tell you the three things I did to get mine working, so that if you want to take the plunge, it's sixty bucks. Is it, how much is it? Ivor, you're fired. Oh, we forgot to fire Ivor this week. It was on my to do list all day. Uh, Ratchet and Clank, and then. So Ratchet and Clank, yeah, it's sixty bucks. Ratchet and Clank: A Rift Apart is a third-person cinematic adventure action shoot 'em up, beat 'em up, RPG 'em up with some of the best character design, some of the most amazing graphics, bar none across the board, in an entirely fully realized whole cloth entire universe they made up entire enemies robotic enemies robotic friends the game that i can compare it most closely to uh was stray from last year that game was amazeballs all these little robots all these cartoon characters they and they they all seem real super tight controls meant to be a, you know, children's young adult game. It doesn't get into any heavy issues. It's very cartoony. Unbelievable voice acting. Phenomenal character design. And the cinematic quality of the game, not when you're in the cutscenes, I mean like in the game, is so off the charts. They break new ground in this game. And I don't call anything an instant class... you know, I'm not even... I'm just saying, that's what this game makes me feel like it might be. An instant classic. Because just like, okay, let's take one mechanic. Oh, and by the way, the map system in this, unlike Jedi, is phenomenal. 
It's a joy to use. It's a joy to explore this game. Like, playing Ratchet and Clank after so much time spent trying to grind through fucking Jedi, it has made me realize how much I really dislike Jedi, and we'll talk about those when I'm when we're ready to review it after I've beaten it. It's gonna take a hell of an ending for me to not pan that game. I'm spoiler alert right there. This game, Ratchet and Clank, it's I'm sure that like someone will say, like, oh no, you know, that's how just these games are made these days. No, you have to really excite me to get me to smile. You know what I mean? Like, you have to really excite me, and to excite me in, in the context of a third-person adventure RPG action RPG uh, third-person platformer, you had better fucking bring everyone and fucking I don't know what god you got on your side, but shit, I am pretty much impervious to being impressed by this type of game game has blown my fucking mind take one mechanic so at the very beginning of the game the first level, this is like the tutorial level this is before the credits before the title card comes up you you're you're Lombax, you're like this fictional weird looking Crash Bandicoot kind of thing, and you have your little robot buddy Clank, you're the best mechanic in the world and Clank is like a robotic you know, AI super intelligence. So it's like completely apropos that they should come out with a sequel at the present moment. Um, you've saved the galaxy. I don't remember what the last Ratchet and Clank game I played other than the first one was. I may, might have beaten two. I don't remember. I don't even remember if there was a second one. I don't remember the ending of the first one, but that's because it was 25 fucking years ago. Okay. I was writing for the paper. So it's like, that has to be 20 years ago. Like, it was after, had to be after 2003. But right, like, right around there. So it's like this great buddy, you know, odd couple. One is a man of action, the other one is a tiny little fucking robot that, like, sits on your back and faces away from you like Master Blaster. Oh, or also like BD1 in Jedi. Survivor. I know the parallels are shocking. Coincidence? Read the book. So, in this game, it starts off with a celebration. You are the guests of honor. You, Ratchet, the Lombax, with your big-ass fucking ears, and he's adorable. And all these characters are expressive. Like, I mean, the the animations are just, ugh, exquisite, Every enemy, every fucking thing in the game. You're in a robot society. But anyway, it's it's a grand parade celebrating your guys' saving the universe. And of course, Dr. Nefarious fucking attacks the parade and it becomes an action extravaganza, the likes of which realistically, I don't think I've ever really seen the equal to in a video game. Um, I mean, not right off the bat. You and Ratchet, you and Clank get separated, but the portal gun, uh, they, I guess you guys in your previous adventure gets captured by Dr. Nefarious. You fight Dr. Nefarious. You beat Dr. Nefarious. He tries to fire the portal gun. It goes absolutely fucking apeshit bananas. Cuckoo bananas, which is a technical Linux term. Look it up. And when cuckoo fucking coconuts, cuckoo for cocoa fucks, bananas, apeshit, opens all these portals, and you get sucked into one before you get separated from Clank. So you're going through all of these other dimensions. You're falling, and these are playable. See, this is all one linear sequence. Like a rail shooter. Unfucking believable. Um, and the, the play mechanics of actually like the combat and stuff, which is central to Ratchet and Clank, um, it's better than ever, I think. And it's it reminded me so much why I love that first fucking game so much. It was a sleeper hit. Like no one expected that game to be anything other than shit. 
this game, it is... My thing about video games, I'll close with this. So, let me tell you one other mechanic thing, though. This is so great. So, eventually, you know, it's free roam and stuff, but, like, you have objectives and... You know, blah, and you bounce between you and b- between controlling Clank and or between controlling <laughs> Ratchet and his female equivalent from another dimension. You guys cross dimensions, and Doctor Nefarious becomes Emperor Nefarious, and you gotta stop him, and you gotta get back, gotta get back to Clank, and you play as um the only other Lombax in the known universe, but one mechanic that is just breathtakingly impressive in this game there are these little portal pocket, not pockets that's a separate thing, there are pockets in the game, that's a different thing there are these grappling hook like rifts so like, let's say there's like a big fucking jump this is way early on, and I'm not going to tell you any spoilers or anything. This is exa- By the way, everything I'm telling you is the exact opposite of Jedi Survivor. So, like, let's say there's this big jump, and, like, you know it, like, there's there's raritanium over there. You can see it. If you look closely, you don't have, like, you know, sniper zoom, but you just gotta, like, you know, move the camera around. And you'll see, sometimes, that there's, like, a yellow portal there. You can grab, quote-unquote, grappling hook it, I don't know what they actually call the mechanic because there's also a grappling hook in the game. Still works off the same button. Different different thing though. If you grappling hook that portal what happens is the camera zooms you through the portal And places your character, it places a uh, ratchet right there. It is one of the most amazing effects I've ever seen in a video game. Think Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho with we're falling down the stairs, and you know he's zooming, he's he's pulling back and zooming in at the same time. That's like what the effect is. It is amazing. Um, now. Ah, shit, I forgot what I was going to say before. I I just really wanted to cover at least one mechanic. Um, The map map system's great. Navigational aids are great. You never feel like you're really all that lost. The game... Oh, yeah. So here's the thing. Uh, Here's one thing about video games that I've strongly maintained now for over 20 years. A video game is not a movie. A movie is not a video game. Video game is a different medium. It's the best medium. It is the ultimate medium. Makes Opera of the Renaissance look like pussy shit. Opera of the Renaissance is the first multimedia art form ever conceived by human beings. Well, first, you know, major multi... You know, that actually had, you know, a theatrical presentation requiring, you know, curtains and, and theater tech. And, you know, maybe a day ex machina the end, but, you know, because, I mean, you know, the oldest fucking form of multimedia was guy with a rock and another rock and then a guy and a fire, not in a fire, but, like, dancing around a fire while he yelled whatever fucking preliterate fucking gibberish they used to tell stories about a hunt. That's the first multimedia. Opera of the Renaissance, second multimedia. First real multimedia. Ratchet and Clank. Okay, so... If I'm playing a video game, I don't want to admire your fucking brilliant work. And this has been true for forever of me. If I have to sit through literally over three minutes of cutscene where I can't control anything then you should go into movies and should not be in video games because this is an interactive art form the idea is like I get a turn two you know what I mean so like why would I why would I watch a movie that's one of the reasons why I don't like movies about video games based off of video games also they spoiler alert they have a tendency to suck because they misunderstand like the fundamental although the last Sonic the first Sonic movie was pretty good with the uh, 
Jim Carrey. But um, flip that script. The idea of the video game is that you are in control. You are the hero. The idea of a video game is not to watch the amazing cutscenes. That, that's you know. I, I, although, don't get me wrong. I have great appreciation for the technical wizard. Believe me, huh, I am no neophyte. I am not, in the classical Greek sense, an idiot when it comes to these sorts of things. But if every second that I'm playing a video game where I don't feel like I am either about to have control which is already kind of a hindrance but if I don't if I don't feel like I need to have my hands on the controls at all times then it immediately breaks me out of the magic of the video game because the magic occurs when you feel like you are you it's so intense and so deep that you don't even realize that you have that the game has overwhelmed you like you are Lara Croft that's my my 2013 Tomb Raider oh my god that is a great one that's a great one a game that breaks this rule but if you do like big cinema sequences that last like you know I mean I have a very short attention span for for it not breaking my suspension of disbelief and suspension of disbelief is not a conscious thing it's only a conscious thing if the thing that you're showing your audience is not as good as it should be like if you ever go to see like a a, 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 a play like an ensemble play I saw Moon for the Misbegotten off Broadway Gabriel Byrne starred it's five people you know on a stage and it's a very, very brutal play. It's a very depressing play. But the fact that it was depressing... Did... After the first minute and a half, like, you are literally lost in this dream. Because it was perfectly... I mean, it, it, it was magnificent. Like, it was magnificent. Video games, it's harder. Because it's an interactive thing. So you have a conscious element... You know, to, like, you have to make decisions. You have to choose what buttons to press and stuff like that. And you also have to, because it's also a conversation between you and the developer. But thing is, like, anytime like you show me a binary or like a ternary or you know whatever, anytime you give me like a dialogue tree, breaks me out of the game, breaks that illusion immediately, shows me that you have all control, which. Which it's it's okay in some games. It's not the worst thing in the world. Like there are way worse things you can do in a video game. But like you know that feeling when like you're Metal Gear Solid Five, The Phantom Pain, and I've said this many times. Hideo Kojima redeemed himself to me for you know to me completely with that master stroke of a video game. That is a very long introductory cinema. And there are chunks of cinema in that game that are also very long. That breaks me. That reminds me that I'm playing a game. It's like the it's like at the Stanford Sleep Lab. You have a fucking button on your. Actually, you used to have a timer on your watch. tap yourself every 15 minutes, go, I'm awake. You do that long enough, you get really good at lucid dreaming. Because make that muscle memory every 15 minutes, man, am I awake? I'm awake. Tap yourself in the chest. Well, that's not how I got to lucid dreaming. I got to lucid dreaming a different way. But that way works. And if you want to get better at lucid dreaming, that way works. So, it's the opposite, though, when, like, a video game forces you to watch. It's like, you know, you're sitting there with your dick in your hand. You know what I mean? And it's like, 
oh, I thought we were supposed to be fucking. You know, you got this controller in your hand, and it's like, oh, now they're going to show me what I... It reminds me of MST3K. They they used to say, oh, you see the the, uh, editors... uh, Have the editors heard of compressing time through editing? You know, the movie works because we care about the characters. If you're making me hold the controller while you show me how cool I am, that breaks me out of my dream of being as cool as I was when I still had control. And if you, if ne'er the twain shall meet in your design ethos, that is a, that's a problem. Ratchet and Clank, it is this seamless, hyperactive, unbelievably gorgeous, totally fucking batshit crazy, um, robotic, futuristic, sci-fi, cartoon, hallucination that, like, it takes control from you, like, at most, like, seven seconds, which is just short enough to keep me, like, locked in. And so you find yourself moving through the game like it's this big, seamless movie, but it's not a movie, it's a game, and you are the badass. And it's super fun, and it's, 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 you know, challenge, I'd say, is like, you know, medium to low. Medium. Medium's okay. But all of the enemies are just amazing. Everything is... Visually, the game is fucking overwhelming. And then what it does with it, the way it employs cinematics and the way it employs camera motion and the way it uses dialogue, I wish the dialogue was a little louder, but eventually, like, you know, you get it gives you, like, all the locomotion stuff that you, you know, need for, like, a Metroidvania, pseudo-Metroidvania. It's not Metroidvania. I overused term. This is a, this is a very cinematic action-adventure game. Just like the first one. Um, with lovable characters. I gotta tell you about this one character and then I gotta go. I have exactly what? 10 minutes I have or? Yeah. No, we have 30 seconds. So, after you, you do all this stuff and eventually you meet, you get this, um, you meet a spy because, anyway, it doesn't matter. You meet a spy and he gives you a super thing and it's, I can't remember what her name is. Oh, shit. Ivor, you're fired. Okay. Found it. Her name is Glitch. And she's a little spider robot. The character design is is out of control. And she can't talk in the real world. But when you send her into a system, you play as her. It's not the biggest, most varied gameplay thing. But it is amazing because she's narrating. You're controlling her. She's narrating. She's a badass, but she has no confidence. And she can only express, like, in, like, Tamagotchi fucking bubble-headed Mars... It's fucking awesome. So, one thing, and then I, I, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Um, review, after I beat the game, you know, you'll hear a review of it on, on here. But, you know, like they say in, man, it's the 15th time I've fucking quoted somebody. Mm. You know what I learned? What'd you learn? Smiles and cries, man. It's all about the smiles and cries. The fuck you talking about? No, I want to hear this shit. What are you talking about? Smiles and cries, man. It's all you control out there on the street. How many times you make someone smile, how many times you make someone cry. Something like that. To paraphrase. Training day. Smiles and cries. So my game options that finally made the game stable and also unlocked I, I'm gonna read them to you uh, oh shit Ivor you're fired, We're, oh man this is supposed to be a 30 minute long episode, oh well but we, we, I gave you your money's worth here, and that's kind of like oh man I felt so bad that I didn't, I'm waiting for this fucking thing to load, Jesus Christ are you kidding me 
Oh! We've come full circle. Fucking tracker miners eating up all of my CPU. This is just ridiculous. Um, you just kill it. Always kill it. If it's doing it, just kill it. I have no, I have the no media thing for Tracker Miner. It's, it should not be using up any. Like, I have it, like, I, the idea is that you put a, you know, a hidden file called no media. Be blank document. Okay, so here we go. Um, what was I looking for? I don't even remember what I was looking for. Oh, yeah. My, Ratchet and Clank launch properties. You can find this on ProtonDB, but there are other other people's, you know, and this reminds me very, but Proton enabled MVAPI equals one, VKD3D underscore config equals DXR, comma DXR11. Uh, Proton underscore enable underscore NGX underscore updater equals one game mode run of course and then percent command percent um and then you have to switch to a proton experimental the game will still give you fucking problems but now it's really rock solid even though it, it keeps complaining about my driver version anything that wants to tell me that my 4090 this is another similarity between this game and between Ratchet and Clank, A Rift Apart, and Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Both of them. Both of them. Should be ashamed of themselves for not being able to run on this hardware instantaneously, out of the box, effortlessly. Um, your mileage may vary depending on what type of card you have. Uh, but with a 4090 Ti and with those uh, launch options... Uh, the game runs stably and you can choose any any graphics options you want if you don't do those the best that I've had the best experience I had without those was choosing low as like and literally turn it to low not very low but low not medium, low. Anything else crashes the game, causes uh, the zoom effects and stuff. All like all sorts of effects will just immediately crash the game. So yeah, it, it it's it's it took me fucking an hour over the course of like five days to get the game really running. Where I've had no stability problems. In the last two days, um, and so now, like, I'm really able to enjoy the game. I hope maybe that you might as well. Don't forget, payday three beta. Jump on it. I'll be there later tonight. Cheers. Uh, thanks for listening. And yeah, I got nothing else. There you go. I mean, like, I'm sorry. That's a pretty disappointing day tomorrow. Oh yeah, fuck you, Donald Trump, and fuck you, Elon Musk. Fuck you, Elon Musk. Elon Musk had a brilliant idea that he'd had fucking 30 years ago. X, the num- the app for everything. He literally has been fucking banging on this stupid fucking... The man is a moron. And if you love him, if he's your personal savior, if if you think that he's a genius, if you think that... I used to think that he... I, I didn't really understand... The man is a venal fucking moron. He needs to pick better heroes. Till then, we're stuck with what we got. And fuck Elon Musk. Cheers. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farm. 
you're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.